Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest in the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so today my guest is Brandon Meyer, and he's the general partner over at Level Up Ventures. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. I'm happy to be here. All right, Brandon. So uh, great to have you on and, and definitely want to get more into what you're doing over at Level Up Ventures. But first, I just got to say, hey, how did I not catch you at our event last week? What happened, man? <laughs> you told me you were there or Chirac told me you were there. What, what happened? <laughs> I think I was caught in maybe two or three conversations. And yeah. Despite there only being, you know, 20 people or so. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was, it, well, we were having some good wine too. So we have some good wine, some good spirits. I cannot, I can never remember. Oh my gosh, I feel so bad. The gentleman that brings his tequila from his tequila brand, that's just absolutely delicious. It's like a sipping tequila. Jeez, do you happen to remember that the brand? I don't know. I, I like to plug him whenever I can, but I don't remember the name. I now. don't, I don't, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I am not a big liquor yeah. person, especially tequila is one of those very much of acquired taste. Yeah. I was super, super impressed uh, by his brand. Yeah, I didn't even know, like, sipping tequilas is different. Like, it's a whole different feel. It's a whole different, it's a whole different thing. I know the first time he poured some and he's like, and I'm like, oh, no, we're drinking wine. Like, I don't want, I don't want a shot of tequila right now. Are you kidding me? It's going to ruin my mouth. And and he's like, no, 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 this is a sipping tequila. I'm like, oh, really? Okay. Let's see what that means. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, I was scared to even sip it at first. I was definitely a, a little bit skeptical, but he was 100% right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into Level Up Ventures and what you're doing there. So talk to us about maybe let's just start with the ecosystem and what you've created. Yeah, I'd like to think that we, we're good at thinking outside of the box, especially in this past year and a half or so with the economy and the current state of venture, we felt as a group that's mostly comprised of people that have been on both sides of the table of founders and investors to really think outside the box on how we can build this amazing community, provide more value back to our LPs and especially more value back to entrepreneurs and founders. So mm -hmm. the way Level Up is set up and structured is we have this direct investment fund that's focused on mature seed companies across Web3, gaming, FinTech, sports tech, and AI tech that's around those core. But it's foundationalized with this bottoms-up approach within this multi-stage venture ecosystem that starts with this amazing community of investors, advisors, service providers, and founders that are in our 3,000-plus person community. 800 plus of which are venture scouts that recruit mm. deal flow for each of our properties so they can receive carried interest equity on the deals that they've submitted that receive investment as well as cash compensation for some of the debt groups that we work with. And for wow. us, it, it funnels up into two pre-acceleration programs, one of which we created internally called Next Up. I previously had built an accelerator program out of New York called Quake Capital, and I wanted to somewhat change up the acceleration model. So it's actually a bespoke program 
that is customized to each of the companies that participate in it. And we work with them on a customized time frame as well, really pinpointing the specific pain points that they are when they're post-MVP, pre-go-to-market, so that we can really help them enter the market in a very major way where they can build on that month-over-month growth and they're not just trying to figure it out along the way. We also have Spin Labs, which we're investors and partners in, which is a accelerator program that's also focused on mostly pre-seed companies, but I'd say it has a little bit more of a plug-and-play structure because we will yeah. get some more mature companies that want to tap into that Spin Magazine ecosystem in the music tech space, whether it's tapping into festivals, tapping into labels, artists, and a lot of the corporate brands. And right smack dab in the middle is our direct investment fund that does 15 to 20 deals on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. And right up the funnel, and I know that sometimes this is complicated, but right up the funnel from that, which is something I'm really excited about, is the Players Company. We are partner with a group of 500 plus professional athletes across the NFL and other major sporting leagues where we help syndicate investments up the funnel, Series A, Series B, and look at deals and alternative investment classes like multi-stage, mm-hmm. commercial real estate, and fractional sports ownership, while providing financial education to this group of athletes and focusing on the types of deals and the types of areas that they really care about that speaks to them and speaks to their communities. Yeah, lots to unpack there. And I want to start with this community concept. So 3,000, you mentioned, like, how did you build that? We travel around the country. There's 10 events last year. So not just staying here in Los Angeles. It was partially part of our plan to raise capital and dig under every possible rock when the market was a lot different than it's been over the past 10 to 15 years in the venture space. So Mm -hmm. we built out highly curated investor events. How many events do you do in like a year? I'm just curious. Like, what is it? What does that take? Because that's a, that's a lot, man. You guys, that's a, that's some work you you put in. Absolutely. And I think we, I'm not holding you down to the number, but like how many events do you guys put out? That's a a track that many. (laughs) We did 10 last year. We're in New York. We did three in in New York. We did a couple in Los Angeles, a couple in San Francisco. We were out in Miami. We even hosted one of these events in Chicago, where Mm. one of our investors is based, as well as Vanderbilt. We uh, did an event with uh, Vanderbilt University in Nashville. I'm I'm a huge fan of events and like getting out there and doing it. And I don't think it's a coincidence that we met at an event or that we met Mission Matters at an event. But what are some of the benefits of like the in-person side of things that you found kind of going through this? So on the in-person side, I think it's always a great chance to connect with people, actually get some face time. Now, granted, mm-hmm. at an event, you have, especially if you're hosting it, you have to be mindful of your your time. It might not be the most face time. At someone else's event, I might spend an hour talking to someone. But when it's uh, when we're hosting, it's it's still getting that face time. We 
probably connect prior to our events with 25 to 35% of the audience so that mm. we can start building that relationship so we can start exploring what possible synergies we have together or ways mm -hmm. that we can collaborate. And I, I always feel it's, it's necessary to show and provide value to others before asking them to provide value to you. Mm. Before the during and the after are so are so crucial. I find many people maybe they attend event, they go somewhere else, and I and we have so our audience a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of executives. So you know some may be founders. They're look they're looking for investment. Some are investors. They're looking on the on the other side of the coin. They're looking for great companies and great ideas to support in the back, right? And and when sometimes when they you know they're not either they're not in the right rooms they're not at the right events or they're not doing the right action so that's why that's why I I ask you this just because I know I'm gonna speak for myself COVID made me lazy I'm like ah do I want I'm supposed to go to an event tonight at Lux Hotel and I'm like do I want to go to this event or should I like do some more Zoom calls and like, <laughs> you know what I mean and it's like well the event is important like being in person meeting with people it's a different connection to me it's a different feel I I completely but, feel you there I think COVID changed changed a lot personally mm -hmm. for myself and I think many other people I didn't want to go to uh a lot of events <laughs> except for and, ours uh, i know brandon it's okay <laughs> i'm joking you guys were actually the first first uh event from an outsider perspective that i've been <laughs> to in almost a year that's amazing <laughs> the first one you didn't have to be at. okay that's good i am yep. flattered thank you <laughs> well i had uh, a great connection with your partner shirag at out he actually came to an event that we put on which mm. was the first of of our series of events this year mm -hmm. back at in at the end of January we hosted one at Top Golf in El Segundo. Mm. Let's get into so now you mentioned I forgot what did you say like 300 investors or something like that, that that have now participated or been part of like how how do you cultivate those types of relationships that lead to actually like you know making something happen like what what's been the secret there because that's also super impressive and correct me on the number by the way if i'm off because i probably pulled the wrong number from memory because that's what i do <laughs> are we are we talking specifically from from the events themselves or from the no community? from the you, you mentioned you had you know the community of 3000 then you said something right after that maybe it was 800 or something like that of investors that, oh that uh, was vent that's that's venture scout so i think there's close hmm. to what last we tracked we have close to a thousand investors in the network Wow. Wow. That's super and we run impressive. deal flow through that scout network for eight other funds. Super impressive. So it allows what? us to really tap in as a brand and get a lot more recognition that way. That's mm -hmm. where I think we've been creative finding the appropriate partnerships that have helped us grow. Mm. So you said you said the magic word for me and for this podcast, which is the brand. And I've kind of reviewed your brand. So for everybody that's watching or listening to this, levelup.vc, and it's spelled L-V-L-U-P dot V-C. So levelupvc and at levelupvc on, on all social media as well, spelled L-V-L-U-P V-C as in venture capital. So talking about the brand and how and what you feel attracts investors and the community to stick with you, because I've just seen a lot of people try to pull something off like this, but there's something that you're doing right here. So how, how do you attribute some of that? 
so branding to me has always been extremely important to build something that's memorable. I, mm. what I've seen in my nine years of experience in the VC space specifically is you have some of the groups that, you know, really stand up and stand out that have been around forever. And you have a lot of smaller groups that pop up along the way that you won't remember on a second or third look or, you know, they're gone too soon. Brand is so important. It doesn't matter if you're not a startup and you're just making investments. Mm-hmm. Brand is what connects your storyline. It's, it's what people remember. So we wanted to make sure, one, we had a name that went along with our mission and could be something that's memorable, rolls off people's tongues. So I'm, I'm always just trying to think of creative pieces around the brand building component. I think it's extremely important, even if you're a VC, especially if you're a VC, you're, mm. you're, you're doing a lot of recruiting of a similar audience, just like a startup looking for investors, looking for customers, your brand matters. You're doing the same thing on the flip side of that. Mm. How does the athlete syndication piece fit into your fund? Like, because that's also interesting. Yes, yes. The athlete syndicate piece, it took a while to get all of this together, but it's this incredible group that was actually founded by professional athletes, which is different than the vast majority of sports tech funds out there. You know, there are a couple, but with, you know, athletes that are highly involved or that have their own individualized funds. But this is, this is a community for those that might not have the same team or people coming at them as a Kofi client. That's a brand or a patch of the home. That's so the whole thing came together because we actually started working with a former performance trainer from the San Francisco 49ers that was tied into the group. The group had tested running some deals in the past. They even did a deal with Robinhood a few Mm. years back, but they wanted to formalize the process, really build out the community from the tech side. Mm -hmm. My business partner is actually a four-time venture-backed CTO. He's been building out the technology compliance layer that allows fans to invest alongside their favorite athletes, which I think Mm. provided a really cool component to giving opportunities to people that love uh, sports, that might love investing or want to get involved in the private venture space. So they'll Mm -hmm. get access to deals that, you know, otherwise they probably wouldn't. So you sit at the helm, let's say, of a lot, a lot of deal flow, a lot of ideas come across your desk through your network, your investor network, all of the above. And I know athletes, I mean, athletes attract different types of deals. You don't have to say a specific name, but whether you want to answer this question with a sector or technology, or if you want to name drop a company or something else, completely up to you. But what interests you right now in the market? Like what what interests you that like you can provide some perspective on is whether it's AI or I don't know, I'm not going to throw that out there as the obvious, but what, what interests you right now in the market? There's a few things. I try to maintain some sort of state of caution when looking at certain emerging spaces. So mm. especially when you're talking about 
AI. It's what's proprietary. What are you looking at that <laughs> yeah. might just be a, func a function of building in ChatGPT for uh, Brandon, you're talking to AI right now. You probably think it's the real Adam. It's not. It's AI Adam, just so you know. It's pretty good <laughs> at building over here. Go ahead. <laughs> that would be awesome. Soon, my, I have one of my team members uh, doing it. My goal, Brandon, here you go. Here goes my goal with AI. I tell people this all the time. My audience is probably tired of hearing that. My goal is to wake up an old man one day, like real old, like 120, and look at an interview of young Adam and not remember if like that was an actual interview or if that was AI Adam. That's my only goal in life going forward with AI. Go I love it. I, I digress. I love it. <laughs> Did I meet that person? No. Oh, was that AI Adam? I don't know. That's good to me. <laughs> well, hopefully you can have your own AI robot that goes out to events for you. Does oh, man. For you. you just now took it up a notch. Oh, that sounds expensive, but I'm in. Go, go. That's Tesla AI, Adam. Yeah, I'm in. Um, oh. But no, in terms of spaces, I've grown to really love the sports tech space. Mm. Naturally, with the up the funnel piece with the players company, when we're mm. looking at mature seed deals, we try to factor in could this be a series, a series A, series B deal mm -hmm. that we're able to follow along on through the players' company? Can you define sports tech for me? Because I know fintech, I know like every time we add a tech to the end of it, I, I get it, but I like to just hear what somebody that's actually in the space calls it. So what, what is sports tech? First time I heard that one. So we've done a couple of deals in the NIL space. Those would be Sports Tech, we have a deal with a company that's really cool. It's called Mogul. It is the mm -hmm. compliance layer for all of these schools collective. Um, oh, wow. I'm sure you, that you've seen, even if you're not a sports fan, I'm sure you've seen yeah. in the media somewhere the transfer portal. And now mm -hmm. it's hard to keep a player for 50000 They want a million dollars if they're one of the best players. And that oh, might yeah. lose your, your school quarterback or your running back or premier wide receiver. Even Marvin Harrison Jr., as he stayed in Ohio State, they were talking about a $20 million one-year deal. That might be better than him entering the NFL draft. <laughs> yes, sir. But that money, has to that money has to come from somewhere. So a lot of these mm. you know, large boosters that back in the day, you know, athletes, from Back in the day, that was called illegal. Other, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it yeah. and it shouldn't be. They they should. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm a huge fan of they that. They should like, make somebody's should name make likeness. Yeah, the 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 game changed. Like that's of course. Yeah, I agree with that. Go ahead though. I don't want to derail you. Go ahead. Oh no worries. That. That's actually because of the nil space. That's actually why I'm excited for uh, the first new like Madden College gay sports game in years. Wow. You have their likenesses, but mm. we actually have two pieces of the funnel for NIL. We have a group that does subscriptions for the non-accredited investors, so they can collect an abundance from alumni that want to pay a subscription to support, mm. you know, such and such sports teams at Oregon or Notre Dame or you know, any of these schools because it, you know, it all builds up. They get exclusive access. So those are some of the things that we see in the in sports tech space. There's a lot of other mm -hmm. solutions. We've looked at new helmet technology to protect against CTE. We have through our Next Up program, we have a former Olympic gold medalist who created 
a whole special skincare line for female athletes. Mm. So there's there's a, an abundance of, of stuff. I know I haven't necessarily painted a broad. No, no, so, this is helpful for me because it because uh, I mean, and these these terms, I mean, it, it kind of it kind of it evolves over time, and this is still new. And it I, evolves and it it yeah. blends. I I even think you know to a certain extent. When, yeah, that's a good word. It does. Talk about like but... you talk about like VR and AR. When mm. I was first starting out in DC, you saw a lot of frontier tech, which I don't even hear the frontier tech side of things anymore. You're either hearing Web three or mm-hmm. What it is individually, AR, VR. So it always, I think, to a certain extent, unless it's fintech, health, you know, healthcare, you know, some of these things that have been around mm-hmm. forever, you always get these new blends of different names, or they fall mm. into a multitude of different categories. Mm. Man, this is this is good, Brandon. And I'll tell you, I can uh, keep going with you here, but we're about out of time. That being said, I do want to leave uh, the info so that our audience can go check it out. Everybody listening, tuning in, go check out Level Up Ventures. That's L V L U P dot V C is in venture capital again dot V C, and then also it's at Level Up V C on all social media. So go check that out too. Brandon, really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, making that happen and giving me some some and schooling me on on sports tech and and what that looks like and, uh, and making my dream of Adam guy a little bit closer. Now I know I need an in person one. <laughs> so, so <thank> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and, maybe the next five to ten years you can get the robot. Come out. on, man! And and to the audience, hey everybody, checking this out. If you need a special invitation, a super special one, just individually for you. Everybody wants everything individualized, right? Well, this is for you. Yes, you that's listening. This is your special invitation to hit that subscribe button. You know that was coming. We have a lot more conversations coming up. We want you to tune in. If you hit that subscribe button, guess what? You're going to get the notification. You're going to know when they're live. So just hit that subscribe button. And if you need a really special invitation to leave a review, I don't even have to say it, man. We really appreciate reviews. That's what keeps us going. That's what keeps the show growing. So thanks so much for that. Brandon, hey, couldn't have done it without you today. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate you. Thank you, Adam.